0: Welcome to the To Our Gathered Catholic Podcast with Father Rob Kroll and me, Jim Fellows. Father Rob, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Jim. It's a Friday and uh, it's been a good week, and I'm happy
0: to be with you. I'm happy as well. Um, Father, uh, why, don't you, why don't you take a second to tell us a little bit about yourself and then we can talk about how we met? Sure. I'm a Jesuit priest, so the Jesuits are a Catholic religious
1: order. And currently I'm assigned to a diocesan seminary in Milwaukee, my hometown. It's called St. Francis de Sales Seminary, where I'm the director of spiritual formation. So I do a lot of spiritual work with the seminarians here. And we met up at uh, a Jesuit retreat house in Minnesota, didn't we?
0: We did. It was... uh... Now I'm blanking on the name of the retreat house. What was the retreat house?
1: Um, De Montreville. De
0: Montreville. I got it was suggested to me to go on a De Montreville silent men's retreat, and uh, went, and it was all Jesuit, all Ignatian uh, principles, and a weekend of, of being really quiet. And um, you were the priest. You were like the priest on deck. You were there for. Uh, confession and some spiritual direction. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on staff at the time. You were. And uh, But you weren't leading was, the retreat. You were I, you were right. in the
1: background. I was in the background. Right. right. But that's how we began meeting each other and having some conversation and I think from there we did a little spiritual direction together if I recall, so.
0: Yeah, no, we we met a few times over the weekend and I was like, "Wow, this is great." And you're like, "Well, you can come here after the retreat if you want." Mm-hmm. And I took you up on it, much to your chagrin. No. And and now, many years later, um, we've decided to uh, invest our time into a podcast to go and speak to Catholics and uh, just about a wide variety of topics that Mm -hmm. nobody wants to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) It should be great. I'm really selling this well. You are. So, um, today's topic, we are going to be talking about you and I, um, and, and when we were doing spiritual direction together, we would um, get a book and read through the book and read it together, and then we'd, we'd bounce ideas off of each other, and what'd you think of this, and what'd you think of that, And we and it was a real, what I really liked about it was there was this real fraternal, we're going to go on this journey together, and it wasn't, um, you telling me everything that I did wrong and I need to do better. It was just <laughs> us working through the process together and, and you were probably, mm-hmm. you know, further ahead and being nice to me, but it was a nice process for me as a spiritual directee. Is that, mm-hmm. Was that the term that you would refer to me That's the answer? term. Very good. So, um, yeah, so, uh
1: so, the, so uh, I called it's a good, you I up it's a great uh, can, to see if you, you know, wanted to do this. This is our uh, reactions to it. And a while ago. today we're going to be um, about and if you
0: had any interest in doing uh, a little bit a consecration about to yeah. Saint, Saint Joseph.
1: Joseph by Father Donald Calloway. Yes, and it's kind of uh, become a popular resource and uh, and it's basically um, a 33 day um, resource where you uh, each day. Uh, learn something more about St. Joseph and um, how the saints have viewed him over the centuries. And and there's some prayer suggestions, and then it ultimately culminates in a consecration to St. Joseph. And I know a lot of people are probably more familiar with uh, a consecration to our Blessed Mother. but I doubt um, it.
0: Well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think true. a lot of people, I think there's a lot of people who are like, we have to, why would I consecrate myself to somebody? Right. Yeah. We probably needed to talk about just the whole idea of consecration. Yeah, let's do that. Okay.
1: Well, what do you think? Do you want to start?
0: Well, so people ask me about, it's like, well, why would you consecrate yourself to St. Joseph? Or, and, and, and what's the big deal about that? And why don't you just pray to Jesus? And the answer is I, I do pray to Jesus. And that's a relationship that's first and foremost in my life, but there are relationships and actions in my life that that um, I want to have formally declared, like um, the relationship with my wife. We we stood up in front of the church and we formally declared our love for each other in in the sacrament of marriage. And we, in doing that act, we consecrated ourselves to each other. You know, like much like uh, when you take your child in for baptism, it's not just enough to say, "Well, you know, my, my child's gonna like Jesus." You if you will take the the formal action of bringing the child in um, to be consecrated, which which is a declaration of love and uh, dedication to the sacredness of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And and Saint Joseph. What intrigued me about the consecration to St. Joseph is that, um, one, St. Joseph, did, did I miss anything on that, Father? You, you want to chime in?
1: Well, I think what I would add is this, you know, uh, maybe as an analogy that people could relate to, although it's not a current one, it's uh, maybe a, a historical one, but often, like, in uh, throughout history, you might have a, um, a page that might be consecrated, as it were, or dedicated to a particular knight. And there'd be kind of a relationship of patronage there. Or the knight might be in a relationship of patronage with a a monarch, with a king or a queen. And so um, you have these relationships where kind of a superior, um, you know, protects and is benevolent towards uh, a servant, you know, somebody who um, is faithful to that superior. And so when we hear that word consecration, you know, we might think about the fact that we have in all the saints... Um, patrons. We have powerful people who from heaven can pray for us, intercede for us, protect us. And um, so that's maybe part of the idea behind a consecration to St. Joseph is next to our Blessed Mother, we would consider St. Joseph to be the greatest of saints uh, as the foster father of Jesus Christ himself. And so um, I think that's maybe a, a metaphor that could help people understand why we would consecrate ourselves to any particular saint.
0: I, I think that's an excellent point. It's it's a way of... I, I think that the consecration process really... Um, it, 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 if you're doing it and you're taking it seriously, then it's a daily thing. It's a daily, like, what can I do today to deepen my relationship with my wife? What can I do today to, um, further act upon my relationship with St. Joseph or, 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 you know, my baptism or or any, or you and your holy orders. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a daily dedication that you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the first, I mean, St. Joseph is such an overlooked saint within the Catholic church. I mean, I think it was only until recently that he was actually mentioned by name uh, within the mass, and am I wrong about that no you're right
1: it was uh, i don't remember the exact year, but it wasn't too long ago that uh, his name was added to the Eucharistic prayer before that it was just our blessed mother and obviously there is a, a gap we might say between Mary and Joseph, I mean, Mary in our our understanding is immaculately conceived, she's protected from sin, so she has kind of an exalted uh, status among all the saints. But, you know, St. Joseph isn't far behind. Uh, He was chosen by God to be the foster father of Jesus and would have had a huge influence on his development as a human being, as a man. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. Like you said, that we're maybe paying more attention to Joseph, that he's uh, being invoked more uh, by people, and that we're turning to him as a model of all kinds of virtues and holiness.
0: Oh, you're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's>, you lilted <laughs> it off, so and it sounded like there talking, was more. It's your <laughs> opportunity it's like, well, to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> So so the my first my initial uh I don't know uh, interactions with St. Joseph. The first time I ever thought about St. Joseph. Um I was uh it was about the time that Jen and I were getting married. We've been married um for a little while now. And uh, uh I was on a Catholic forum um and and helping to moderate the forum. And there was one of the the members, one of the participants that had this uh, random saint drawing. Where f- for the year, you would get this saint, and you would learn about this saint, and you would ask for the saint's intercession, and 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 and, and build a relationship with this particular saint. So I, I would sign up every year. And the year that I was getting married, I got in the random drawing. I got Saint Joseph, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really interesting because he's the patron saint of families. He is you know the foster father of Jesus. I was about to be a stepdad, and yeah. there was a, a it's like it didn't feel like this was a coincidence. I think that this was you know this is so and and it's kind of hard to um there's not a lot on Saint Joseph he doesn't say anything in the Bible there's no written word of of Saint Joseph saying anything right. There's there's very little reference to him in the scriptures, and so um, it's it's a lot more like getting the impressions of of what other saints thought about Saint Joseph or what other mm-hmm. people have written about Saint Joseph, and, and and Saint Joseph the worker, and Saint Joseph the family man, and Saint Joseph who, the model of uh, how to be a, a, a real authentic man, mm-hmm. and. So that that was the start of the whole thing. It wasn't just prior to that. It was bury St. Joseph in your backyard and try to sell your house. <laughs> right, right. Which I don't even know how that got started.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure of the origin of that. You know, we do have a few things within our Catholic tradition that, you know, you have to smile at a little bit. But uh, that might be one of them. But, um, yeah, no, that's great. You mentioned uh, a number of really important things just now about you know, his different roles and titles and uh, how he influenced Jesus, uh, both humanly and then in his own masculine uh, development and identity. And so he can do all of that for us, too. He can, you know, from heaven, he continues to watch over us and he can be somebody that we can look to for, as an example for various virtues, you know, he was an obedient man. I mean, he uh, you can imagine how he must have felt when he found out that Mary, his wife, was pregnant. Uh, he knew it wasn't his child. He wasn't the uh, biological father of that child. And, of course, a lot of people would have been talking in this small town about what had happened. And so he, uh, you know, he wanted to divorce her but was willing to do that quietly. And that shows something about, again, his... Um, you know, his virtue, his uh, kindness, but uh, received a message in a dream to take Mary as his wife um, and was obedient to that, despite sort of the public embarrassment that that might have brought upon him. And um, and as you say, he, he doesn't say anything that's recorded in the Gospels, but uh, he would have had a huge example uh, just by his actions in the life of both Mary and, and Jesus. He's a great protector, you know, he, he protected them when they had to flee into Egypt and uh, escape Herod's wrath, and uh, I'm sure would have served as a protector throughout, um, you know, throughout Jesus's life. Uh, we don't know exactly when he kind of disappears from the scene. Tradition says he was older than Mary. Sometimes he's even portrayed as an old man, but to do everything that he did, he would have had to have had a, had to have had a lot of vigor. So he probably was not much older than, than Mary.
0: And I think the age thing—I'm not sure. I mean, I hear people getting into debates on, you know, was Saint Joseph an old man? Was Saint Joseph Joseph a young man? And and I th- I think it's like sure, which either one's fine. I don't think it detracts from the fact that J- Saint Joseph was a really authentic man, mm-hmm. and and the fact that you know there's I mean, he literally was protecting his child from being murdered for mm-hmm. years. I mean, mm-hmm. his it's that's that's a big stressor. He's picking up his entire family and moving to a place where he doesn't have a job, he doesn't have an income, he isn't he, he doesn't have a house, uh, but he's able to do that and still take care of his family, take care of his mm-hmm. wife, take care of his son, um, put food on the table, keep them safe, keep them secure, keep them warm. I mean, that's that's. It's it's there's a, a lot to dig into and and think about as far as mm-hmm. Saint Joseph goes. So why the thirty three days, Father? Why why uh, why can't we consecrate ourselves to Saint Joseph in nine hours? Why um why is the thirty? What's what's with the thirty three day process? Well, I know that um, <laughs>
1: there's another resource that's very popular right now by another priest, Father Michael Gately, called thirty three days. To glory, and it's a Marian consecration. So I imagine that uh, Father Calloway, who belongs to the same group, um, the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, that maybe he wanted to uh, partly do a 33 day consecration to uh, mirror this other one. But, um, you know, I think to your point, um, it's helpful when we're going to consecrate ourselves to our Blessed Mother or to St. Joseph to have some. Days or weeks, over which we can uh, ponder the person's life, and kind of each day spend time praying with their life and with various uh, r- uh, readings that relate to their life. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you having a beer? Out.
0: Didn't I thought we talked about no,
1: that? No, no, just water. But oh, I okay. have a right. tickle in my throat here. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. Um, that's how yeah, we fly, so think, folks.
0: That's our podcast. It's all live. It's all real. <laughs> that's, all,
1: that's right. No edits whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I think uh, I know that when, I, when you and I were doing this together, I think it was helpful for me. I, I incorporated it into my daily holy hour. I do an hour of prayer every morning uh, before the Blessed Sacrament. And uh, so that's the context in which I was reading uh, Father Calloway's book. And uh, so it was nice because I could read a chunk of material, but then I'd have time to actually pray with it uh, and kind of see how it might apply to my life. And um, so I think doing this, you know, you don't read it just like a novel. You want, if you do a consecration, you want to do it prayerfully and reflectively. And a month or more, you know, 33 days, it gives you, uh, it's a good chunk of time to be able to really ponder what you're doing. And, and because St. Joseph is such a rich person and he's got all these different facets to his life, you know, the nice thing is, is over the course of a, of a month, you get to ponder many different aspects of St. Joseph that you couldn't do if you only did it, you know, over a weekend or even in a week or something like that. So, yeah, I think there's an advantage to, um, to spreading it out over time.
0: Well, and, and if you're going to take something seriously, you got to dedicate some time to it. Well, sure. You mentioned, you know, Jen. I mean, you guys didn't
1: like get married a week after you met. You you needed time to, you know, get to know each other, get acquainted, spend time. Yeah, and it's the same with any saint.
0: Right. It's it. it, The critical thing about this is that
1: Jen's kind of a saint for having married you. I think. By the way, I should should put that in there. That's yeah. (laughs) No, you're
0: not wrong about that. That's (laughs) absolutely true. And 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 I pray every day that she doesn't wise up. So. (laughs) Um, so that's a good thing. And now you've got me totally off track and what I was oh, really going to make a profound point, father. And now it's just gone. <laughs> oh, no. It's just gone. Um, but, but the saints, all the saints, I think want to be in relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a foreign concept to be in a relationship with someone that you can't physically see, um, you know, talk to mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. and hear audibly, but I, th- the, I truly believe that the saints, um, like Jesus, want to be in relationship with us and want to be uh, a friend, as a, you know, or or in Saint Joseph's case, a spiritual father to us, mm-hmm. and for yeah. us to consider him like that and be able to share with us, you know, uh, a, a wisdom. Uh, and, and and care, and empathy, and, and have that be a, an actual thing. It's a real thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's cool is that, you know, when Joseph was living roughly 2,000 years ago, obviously he had a big impact on Mary, and Jesus, and other relatives and friends, but you know, upon his death, and upon um, entering into heaven, he now uh, assumes this role for the whole world, and for the universal church, and so now you know, you and I and others, 2,000 years later, we can have this friendship with Joseph and we can be in relationship with him. And, it, you know, you mentioned when I was joking about Jen, you said, well, it wasn't really a joke, but when I made the... the. <laughs> the uh, Little, uh, what's that word? A little repost. Rip- no, the little um, jibe. That's a little jibe about Jen. Sure. Um, you said, "Oh, she's an angel," and and we could extend it and say not only you know Joseph and other human beings who are saints, but the angels too are our friends. You know that the angels play a role of protecting us. We all have a guardian angel. We look to somebody like St. Michael, the archangel. right? And so there's this whole kind of heavenly court, this whole heavenly reality that, like you said, we're often oblivious to because, you know, being a walking this earth and having our five senses, we tend to get just kind of think that the only thing that's real is whatever's material, whatever we can, um, you know, experience with our five senses. And we forget that, you know, death in a way... Um, Broadens and deepens our ability to be in relationship with people, and that's true of our loved ones too. We should keep that in mind. That while there's grief when we lose somebody that we love, uh, in a, in a real sense, from heaven they are closer to us than they were while they were still on the earth, walking in a body.
0: No, I think that's true. Um, I, uh, it's and and just in case there's anybody who um, has uh, uh, any formal training in theology. Um, I I am not uh, suggesting from a theological perspective that my wife is an angel. I know that's theologically impossible. This is just a a metaphorical compliment uh, to her. And if you met her, you'd be like, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, it's a good (laughs) good clarification. (laughs) Given that angels are by definition,
1: you know, spiritual beings and are not corporal beings. Right.
0: Right. It's a uh, it's, it's a good thing to separate out. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so uh, where where are we? So how was the process um, for you doing the whole con- uh, consecration thing? Yeah,
1: I think it was uh, kind of cool to be. You able did Mary to... before, right?
0: You did the Blessed Mother. You consecrated yeah, yourself.
1: Yeah, I had used that Father Gately resource to do a consecration to Mary. I did, so I kind of was familiar with the the general approach to the to the subject, you know, and um, no, I found in both cases that it was helpful to be able to uh, be given, you know, a resource that would kind of provide me with a lot of, uh, you know, he pulled he pulls together in here a lot of different traditions about St. Joseph. He quotes different saints who had a deep devotion to St. Joseph and also, of course, scripture. Um, and so it was really handy to be able to have something given to me that, you know, didn't mean I had to go off and do all this research, but um, he he systematizes it, and uh, and then like we were saying, I think just having each day kind of a little uh, nugget to kind of uh, ponder and then go on to something different the next day was very, very helpful. Um, it, it, it did uh, in, increase my knowledge of St. Joseph. I mean, there were things that, of course, I knew already, but There was a lot that I didn't know. And I think for me to understand how he's been uh, so important, even if he's been in the background and kind of in the shadow of of his spouse, Mary, nonetheless, he's had a profound influence on a lot of Christians over the centuries. And we have some beautiful um, churches and basilicas that are uh, built and dedicated to him. So, you know, and, and we were talking about how he he had an influence on Jesus's masculine identity. And so I think for both of us, you know, as men, I mean, obviously, he's also important in the lives of women. But as men, uh, maybe we can have a special, you know, relationship with him and can look to him when we want to know, you know, what does it mean to be an authentic Christian man? And um, so I found it, you know, quite rich.
0: I did, too. I think that... Um there are things that have occurred during the course of the consecration. I mean, one thing I want to be really clear about, though, there are parts of it, there are, there are parts of the readings that um, I struggled with. And and, mm-hmm. and it was like, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily connect with this. And and I think that, um, that I got the sense from uh, the whole thing that St. Joseph was just good enough that I was trying. He was happy that I was trying. He liked the effort, sure, and sure. and that was uh, I think it was Thomas Merton who said, "I may not always be good, but it's um, the the fact that I want to try. I hope is sufficient for you, Lord." Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's very similar with uh, with this whole consecration process, and it's the same thing with my wife, and probably the same thing with your priesthood. There are some days mm-hmm. where you just can't wrap your head around it. Right. And, and you just like, okay, I'm just going to pick it up and I'm going to try. And then the discipline of continuing it to the next day is mm-hmm. the critical part. It's like working out. You know, yeah, it is. Yeah. If mm-hmm. it, exactly. It, you work out, you commit to work out on a regular basis. Not every workout is going to be stellar. No. It's not every workout that's going to make you feel like fantastic. And, right. and 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 in reality, it's the ones where you feel horrible afterwards that are sometimes the most Beneficial to you in, mm-hmm. in in a lot of respects, but mm-hmm. anyway, I'm getting off the subject. Um, but yeah, there were uh, there were things for me through the process where it's like there were things that were going on in my life, especially with my wife, mm-hmm. that it was it was like I can feel it's. I would look at these moments and go, I think I'm being influenced by Saint Joseph. I think I'm getting some guidance in this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um the you know, the I try. I'm not great at it, but I try uh, daily um, to keep Jen happy. To try to do mm. things for her, and and since the consecration, um, there will be times when she, you know I'm out uh, at meetings or or running errands, and then I'll 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 just have this overwhelming sense of, um, why you should bring Jen a sandwich. Like, dumb stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come home with a sandwich, and she'll be like, how did you know I didn't have lunch? I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably St. Joseph. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you've talked about, I remember you telling me on other occasions how, yeah, you'll you'll see something that could be just chalked up to coincidence, but you realize that maybe St. Joseph had a hand in, in guiding you somehow in, in a decision. And what I think is kind of neat, too, is, you know, you're a married man, and so, you know, you can relate to J- St. Joseph Um, in a very particular way he was married to uh, Mary but uh, in my case um, as a celibate as somebody with a vow of uh, chastity celibacy you know I can also relate to him because um, you know Mary remained a virgin and uh, so you know he had to deal with that whole reality of, of you know just not expressing his um, affection for her through that you know marital intimacy right so he can he can you know whatever a state of life uh, we he, he can be somebody that we can can turn to and he's kind of been there you know he's kind of he can, we can kind of call on him because he knows what it's like to have to deal with our particular life state um so anyway and yeah, it's not no, like
0: priests can't get some fatherly hmm. guidance right of course of yeah course. i mean we all can right no and in fact the, the cover the the
1: subtitle of that father calloway book is the wonders of our spiritual father, you right. know, and I think, and I'm called uh, as a priest to be a spiritual father to uh, right now to these seminarians especially, but to many other people that I encounter, and so I do look to Saint Joseph as kind of a model of that, you know, what it means to be a spiritual father uh, for others mm-hmm. and to be somebody who is um, laying himself down in love and self-sacrificial love, self-donating love for other people. Um, so anyway, well, was, there a, was there a particular virtue that, like, when you looked to him, um, that you really resonated with uh, as you were going through the consecration? I
0: was kind it? of feel like I'm more patient now. And, and patience mm-hmm. has never been a virtue of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that uh, the whole consecration, it's a transformative process. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop after the consecration. It's, it's, that's, the, that's kind of the start, Yeah, it's not the end. It's so um, it it, the the whole rededicating um, my efforts to taking care of my wife in however ways I can to make Mm -hmm. sure that she's safe and she's happy and and not in a condescending way. But as in a a, a, this is this is my job as as her husband, as her Mm -hmm. her vocation is to to try to uh, do the same for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's good.
0: So you know, the, I'm looking at the table of contents here again, and
1: uh, day 22 of the 30-day, 30 33-day consecration, it says "Mirror of Patience." Yeah, Just pray for us. And uh, and there's other days that have other titles that I think uh, kind of give us a nice um, overview of some of Saint Joseph's virtues and strength. So things like, you know. Day 18, Joseph most prudent, pray for us. I mean, think about the prudence that he had to exhibit in making all these decisions about, um, you know, how to follow God's will and and how to protect the family. and And that's one of the titles, too, you know, Zealous Defender. Of Christ, he's got a lot of Holy titles. Family. A lot of titles, right? And and again, that's kind of what terror neat about of demons. That's my favorite. One. De- I know, isn't that great? Day thirty one, terror of demons, right? I mean, uh, you know, um, they they kind of quake when both our Blessed Mother and Saint Joseph come around, right? Uh, a patron of the dying, you know, because of the fact that you know he died before uh, both Jesus and and our Blessed Mother. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a neat, oh, one thing too, you know, they have model of workmen and, and a, as somebody who got his hands dirty, you know, as a carpenter and would have shown Jesus that trade, um, you know, for all of us who are, have some professional life and are trying to make a living, uh, you know, men or women, um, and whether that's actually as a laborer, you know, um, or somebody who's more of a white collar worker, whatever, just the fact that he had to support his family he had to earn a living he had a trade that he mastered all of that can be very inspiring for us as we because we know that, that our work lives can often be kind of drudgery and we can you know we, we kind of work so that we can have time to spend uh with our families and get away from it all but the reality is that our work itself is very is meant to be holy and can be very um valuable
0: well so, and and on that point um with with the this whole uh pandemic thing Mm-hmm. Um, my day job is uh, I I consult with small businesses and I help companies with their uh, reformat their branding and work on market strategies and all of these things in an economic downturn are the first things to be shut down. Mm, so yeah. when the when the pandemic kicked into high gear, I was I was like, well, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out something else to do because nobody's. Nobody's going to be starting up a company in the middle of this. It's a global right. pandemic, mm-hmm. and and through the process, and I'm, and and I want to be really careful about how I state this, um, but after the consecration, um, my client list went through the roof. I had people yep. calling for my services left and right, and I'm wow. not saying that this is a magical. You, if you consecrate to yourself to Saint Joseph, you're going to become a millionaire or anything like that. But he's the, he's the patron saint of you know workers so having that relationship and being like you know what he's got to take care of his family i i have no doubt that there was some influence of saint joseph in the fact that my my business has grown Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. in a time when it absolutely shouldn't be that's an absolute miracle yeah
1: Yeah, well that's, that's neat that you can point to a number of very specific ways that you feel that saint joseph has uh Befriended you, you know, and had an influence on you, and I think again, that's not magic. It's just saying that there's a a power to prayer yeah. and intercession, and uh, so maybe through his intercession, you know, certain graces are given to you and to us, and uh, that that's a great thing.
0: I think I think one of the 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 one thing that I get out of this that's that's extremely helpful. It's sometimes hard to relate to saints. Mm-hmm. Because we just because they're saints and they've <laughs> been declared uh, holy, and they and, and we look at our own lives and we're like, well, I'm not holy. I don't know how I can relate to this guy. When they, but they weren't always saints, right? And and they 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 can be very relatable people. And again, as I said earlier, because I'm often redundant, um, I <laughs> I think that the saints want to be in relationship with us.
1: hmm hmm Yeah, you make a great point, and. Uh, no saint is perfect, except our Blessed Mother, who is sinless. But yeah, they all made mistakes. They all had sins, but that doesn't prevent them from being saints. Think about St. Peter. I don't want to get too too off the topic, but think about you know what we know. And unlike St. Joseph, we don't really hear from him, and right. we don't see a lot of his—we see him struggling, but we don't see really much of his foibles. But St. Peter, we're given a very gl- a clear glimpse of his weakness and his uh, sins, and yet he's you know, a rock of the church and a great saint. So it should give us hope. All of these saints should give us hope that, you know, the important thing is to be just not to be successful, but to be faithful, as Mother Teresa would say, Um, just to keep at it and kind of keep plugging along and trusting that over the course of our lifetime, God's going to shape us into the saint
0: that he Wants us to be if we don't resist. So I got another uh, Saint Joseph story, and I think yeah. this is—I think this is a pretty, this is a cool one. Um, and this just happened recently, so I'm going to go through this book again, um, the the consecration to Saint Joseph, because you don't mm-hmm. need to just do it once. You can do it as many times as you want, folks. Right. Um, but I've been—I got a friend of mine uh, from church that I've been bugging for months. Be like, you know what, I really you should take a look at this. This would be a really good idea. This would be a good thing for you. This book is a good thing. And and he's like, Yeah, 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 I really want to do this. But I got like fifteen other books I gotta read right now. So just leave me alone. (laughs) And last week, um, I'm out walking my dog and we're out for about a three mile walk. And it's it's late at night. Um, it's just me and my dog and nine, most times I'm out walking. I just, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to music. Um, I'm, I'm commuting with my dog and we're just walking around doing our business and I don't think about anything else in the middle of the walk. All of a sudden I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to text Jason and ask him if he's got the book yet. Mm -hmm. And so I text him and, um, he's like, no, I got six more books to read. Just, you know, you're going to have to wait on this. I'm like, all right, and I keep walking, and I get a text back ten minutes later, mm. and he's reading on Relevant Radio website, um, and I, it's it's some hockey player that does he hosts a podcast called The Fight That Matters, and he's discussing life as Catholic men navigating. I'm reading this part. Only fight the only fight that really matters. Um, mm-hmm. He he shares with kale, how important it is to fight for the faith. And that sometimes the fight is against your own doubts, apathy and insecurity. I think this is really important for men to stand up and lead our families. I just did the consecration to St. Joseph. And there are many tidbits in here about how to be a man and lead your family. And he sends this to me and he's like, I just got the chills. Right. And I'm like, well, you're gonna order the book, and then the next text to me <laughs> is the receipt from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this book's on the way, and, mm-hmm. and that ain't coincidence. I am sorry, but right. uh, there's some guidance going on there. I think there's really important to it. Amen. Yep. Yeah.
1: No, oh, that's great. That's great. And you're gonna be you're gonna be doing it again with him, aren't
0: you? Yeah, we're with gonna. Friend, yeah. Um, he just got the book. Uh, we're gonna set up a time that uh, we'll start on the same day, and then mm-hmm. we'll do what you and I did, and and uh, connect once a week and mm-hmm. see how the progress is going and how we're both doing, which was hugely helpful. When I yeah. was when I was going through it, I don't know if that was helpful for you, but mm-hmm. it was majorly helpful for me to be able to yeah. know that I was going to be able to talk. With Father Rob uh, in the week, and we can ask questions and mm-hmm. answer questions. And yeah, well, and even just day
1: by day, knowing that there was somebody else kind of going right. through the same, you know, the
0: same thing, that was really helpful. All right, so what do you think we got? Uh, we got this covered. Is there anything else? I that think we so.
1: We got yeah, thirty seven minutes worth of material. I think we did pretty well. I can't think of much less, much else uh, to say about Saint Joseph right now. So. I think that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think we did a good job. That was good. Good job. You did a good
1: job. I think you did oh, great. Well, you did too. You did too.
0: <laughs> so we're going to close out every podcast with uh, something that we just found that we like, that we we think is is important, um, uh, and, and just something that we want to share uh, with anybody who might be listening. Uh, this week... Um, Is a special week Because there's a movie coming out Called Clouds On Disney Plus The movie is about uh, A young man named Zach Sobiech Who's the son of Robert and Laura Sobiech Zach was diagnosed with Osteosarcoma Which is a bone cancer Um, Zach was A gifted guitarist and a songwriter And uh, he uh, During his struggles he wrote A song Clouds uh, that uh, expressed how he felt about his illness and how, and about his impending death, and how he hoped they would feel as well. Uh, the song that he wrote became the very definition of a viral sensation. It, it just uh, people went crazy over it. Um, people all over downloaded the song and then posted videos of them singing along. Including a lot of TV, movie, and music celebrities, and you can see these on YouTube. Uh, I think that the day after Zach passed, the song "Clouds" was number one—the number one song downloaded on iTunes. Laura, his mom, uh, wrote a book called Fly a Little Higher, which is now being renamed as Clouds, to give people a small glimpse into what her family went through at Zach's cancer and the outpouring of love uh, from literally uh, all over the world to Zach. Uh, It's an amazing book. I needed several boxes of Kleenexes to get through it and demonstrates how her family's faith in God was a foundation They relied on to help all of them get through this journey, and they still rely on it today. Uh, The movie Clouds is being released on Disney Plus this week, and I would strongly recommend Laura's book, Fly a Little Higher, or now renamed Clouds. And uh, if you have Disney Plus, I would strongly suggest that you see the movie. Cool. Look forward to it. you've got me interested and excited. Yeah, I, I I wish that I had had the opportunity to meet Zach, but if he's anything like his mom, which he sounds like he is, um, it's it's mm-hmm. really interesting. I I knew um, we we traveled in the same circles. His producer, I've worked with before, and I didn't find that out until later on. So it's uh, it's interesting. Anyway, um, Father, you want to say a little prayer and, and and close out with a prayer? Sure. Let's do that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you for having had this opportunity to speak about St. Joseph, and we ask that through his intercession, uh, we might grow in holiness and virtue, and we also call upon you, Blessed Mother, and ask that you would wrap your mantle around us and protect us today and always uh, from any lies or suggestions of our enemy. And St. Joseph, pray for us and pray for our world at this time. Help us to keep our eyes focused on your son, Jesus. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, Jim, it was great being with you today and having this uh, opportunity to talk about St. Joseph and... I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thanks, Father. I hope you do, too. Take care. Thanks for listening, right. folks.